care about the melting ice caps. I do. I want to protect the environment as much as the next person. It's my moral imperative as a human being to monitor my own consumption, to conserve, to be mindful. The thing is, by opting to be child-free, I'm responsible for zero population growth. My biological line ends here. I'm it. And that's our opening shot for my co-host Jen Lancaster's new memoir, Stories I Tell in Bars, available on iBooks, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, etc., And it introduces today's topic, which is child-free by choice. I'm Gina B., and this is Stories We Tell in Bars, and I'm delighted to be uh, with the other half of the we, Jen Lancaster. So how do you feel about today's theme, Jen? I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) And I know that being child-free is one of the things that made us friends. But I think that you and I have to make it really clear that we're not anti-children. You want babies? God bless. Knock yourself out. I adore my friends' kids. I buy them things, I spend time with them, and I feel like they are a constant source of delight in my life. And then I go home to my clean, quiet house where I'm allowed to sleep as long as I want. Now, considering you are like everyone's godmother, I feel like you're on the same page here. (laughs) Yeah, I have quite a few godchildren. Um, How many do you have? You have like five, don't you? I really technically have three in an honorary. Okay. Um, That's the way it works, but I say four. Um, but you know, to be honest with you, I don't love kids that much. Like I have godchildren and everything, but they're sort of trained to me and that's how that works because I, I didn't like kids that much when I was a kid. So it was a very early decision that I made not to have them because I'm like, you know, I I don't like a, a, a blank slate. Right. I don't like a tabula rasa. I like, um, you know, I like teenagers. I like to help you know, fill them with knowledge after they've already had some knowledge. I like that. I like that. Now, before we go on, I want to mention that we are also joined today by DJ Lee Farmer, who's providing our music and making us sound good. Mm. Lee, tell us, tell us what we're hearing. Oh, Lee doesn't have a mic. Lee doesn't have Gina, a mic. Gina, tell us okay. what we're hearing. So we are hearing, um, once again, we're going to hear a song, um, Stand Up and Dance, which is a track that uh, Lee produced um, along with Maurice Brown, and you can find it on Amazon.com. Just look for Stand Up and Dance by Maurice Brown and Lee Farmer. So we're going to get into the happy hour portion of our show with a toast, which is funny, because um, I'm drinking water. But Jen, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking iced tea dregs because you don't stock iced tea in this house. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should probably stock iced tea a little more. Um, so <laughs> why don't you, let me see. Okay, I'll give today's toast. Um, I am going to drink to being child-free by choice. Oh, amen to I'll that. I'll drink to that. Yes. Amen to that. Now, a big sip of water for that. that. Mm. We are covering the decision to be child-free today because it's important to us. And also because someone is always publishing an article about this. Um, Like, there's something inherently wrong with us for making this choice. But the facts are pretty cut and dried. The birth rate right now is the lowest in history, and childlessness is on the rise in U.S. Mm -hmm. In the 1970s, it was one in ten American women who were childless, and now the number's one in five. In Italy, and I knew I liked these Italians, (laughs) the number's one in four. Wow. So you and I, we're not unicorns. See, this was a really hot topic after Lauren Sandler's um, this cover story she wrote for Time Magazine a few years ago, which I actually have a PDF of and have saved, <laughs> um, which showed two happy people laying on a beach. And there was a lot of pushback after that article, the article that I loved. But it, it, Because it, it's like an outrageous choice now to, to not do this. No, for you, I'm curious, what brought you to the decision to not have kids? I know for me, 
early on, they were not in my plans. You said you didn't like other kids growing up. I liked other kids growing up, but I never once, I not once played with baby dolls. I liked Barbies because I like to style them. Mm -hmm. And I also like stuffed animals. We would do this whole Noah's Ark thing where I saved them all. And that really has been a theme ongoing in my life. And it's not that I'm missing, I think, a maternal urge, except I think with me, it really applies more for cats and dogs, maybe someday horses. Ah. I'm happy for everybody who wants a family, but I look at the notion of having kids the same way I look at people who get tattoos on their faces, like, wow, that's permanent. Yeah, me too. Mine's a little bit different. I, I had really, not that you didn't, but I had really good parents, right? Um, yeah. My mother was a great mother, <laughs> and uh, my father remains a good father. And I just know that I couldn't rise to that bar with a kid if I were to have one. And nor would it be my interest to. Right. My mother gave up a lot to raise me, and I just, I'm just not that... I'm not that commitment-oriented, quite honestly. If you tell me I have to do something every day for the rest of my life, I'll be depressed. Like, and, and parenthood is nothing but a series of routines. It's giving up a lot of what you want to do for somebody else. And I'm just, I'm a little too, I mean, people say it's selfish, but whatever. That's selfish. If selfish means knowing yourself, then yes. Yeah. Yes, I, because I know how crazy I am with our pets. I mean, our pets are one of the big reasons that... Fletch and I haven't been able to take a lot of huge vacations because at any at any year our our vet bills have commas in them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's I can't imagine how insane I would be with children. Now, when I was in New York a while back, I was riding downtown in a cab and I saw somebody um, going down the street and they were struggling carrying this 24 pack of bottled water. And that is when it occurred to me that people who live in places like New York have to haul everything themselves into their apartment. Uh And I thought to myself, I don't want to live in New York for the same reason I never want to be anyone's mom. I don't like to carry heavy things. <laughs> well, that's certainly a good reason because you're always carrying something when you're a mom. Like, I just, my friends who are mothers just pull shit out of their purse that I just don't even understand. Like, like underpants and old bananas. Like, like, yeah, and like, like little bags of Cheerios and like stuff that I would not even, A, want to ruin my, my purse with <laughs> and, and B, that I wouldn't even think to, to stow in there. So um, I just... I look at all of the... Kids require a lot of accoutrement, right? Right. There's a lot of accessories that go along with kids. And there's also, you know, the school thing is super serious right now. Um, It's very competitive and... Oh, I was just thinking of the school supplies list. Oh, God. Yeah. In our house, like, we would go around, well, here's a couple of pencils and an old eraser. Knock yourself out. Right. I I would get the cool binder... You know, whatever that was, is I had this binder and still kind of have a binder <laughs> fascination. But apart from that, like now, there's a list of about 30,000 things that children have to drag with them to school. And some of them don't make a whole lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. why are you, like, wipes? Like, what? I, what are they going to wipe? I don't understand. I think a lot of them are supplementing the fact that the teachers don't have the supplies they need. Right. So parents have to kind of supplement that. But it's, um, I, I just, I don't know, I couldn't do it. And aside from the fact that they're kind of sticky. Right. A few years, and what was this, like eight, ten years ago, um, our friend Stacy and I were talking about maybe doing an anthology with a bunch of people who were child-free and calling it Because They Are Sticky, uh-huh. with just like a little kid's hand with, I don't know, with like goo frosting on or goo exactly. or sparkles or sprinkles stuck to it. Then they touch your cashmere sweater and you're like, are you serious right oh. now? <laughs> yeah, I... And again, if this is what you want, if this is what you're working for, God bless, um, you're not for me. No... Have you ever had that flash where you're like, 
I've made a huge mistake. A while back, um, I don't know, this is about two years ago, I was having a well woman exam and the walls were really thin and I was hearing this like weird thump, thump, thump. And it finally occurred to me that the people next to me were listening to their baby's heartbeat for the first time and I could hear them crying and it was just, it was this joyous moment for them. And I looked deep inside myself and I thought, are you missing something? Is this anything you ever want? And I could honestly look at myself and be like, no, no, this isn't. And I am so happy for them, but it wasn't for me. Right. I'm thrilled for my friends. I've had friends that have, have fought really hard to have their children and they really enjoy parenthood. And, and, you know, I am the biggest advocate for them. Um, I'm not the friend who will babysit, but no. No. <laughs> <laughs> nor should I be that friend because God only knows what their kids would end up doing. But, but no, I am, I am sincerely happy for my friends that make that decision. Now I'll tell you now that my friend's kids are getting older, um, they're fun now. They're fun now. Like 18 and above. 18 and older kids are fun. Like, you know, one of my, my honorary godchild, she's a stitch. Like, she she came and had a cocktail with me for her first um, her first Aww. legal cocktail. Yeah. What did um, she have? Something I advised her against. Something with sugar in it. It was some kind of margarita or something. And I'm trying to teach that the child how wonderful. to drink. <laughs> no, but it was a bad one. Like, I'm trying to teach her how to drink properly. Um, as, as people taught me when I was a child. <laughs> but yeah, but no, she's like a girlfriend now. Before she was like, you know, like a bratty little kid. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. how it is with Joanna's kid now. I think the kid, um, she's starting to look at me as not just her mom's friend because I think that she knows that I'm the cool one. And there's always like questions that I want to ask her, but, but I'm usually with Joanna. So it's stuff I think that she would tell me. Remember when we, we, we you and I both ganged up on her when we were at that hamburger oh, place yeah. last year and Joanna went to the bathroom and Joanna, who always takes forever, was back in like 10 seconds because oh. whatever information we would have found out, we would have told her. And I think Joanna's like, don't want to know. Exactly. She didn't want to know. Not interested. But there's something like, I, I like to be the person. The, the cool thing about being a godparent is you're the person that they tell all of like their shit to. You know what that's, I mean? Right. Like, but that's always not the best place. Like sometimes I don't want to know, mm-hmm. but someone's got to listen and they wanted to be someone who's not their parent who can give them good adult advice. Right. And so that's where, that's what I'm good at. Right. I'm good at that. I'm good at sort of navigating all of that, even though sometimes I'm like, do I want to know? No, I don't want to know, but it's better. I know because I know that if you told your mom, she'd have a heart attack. So better to tell me. So I love that relationship. Right. Um, so yeah. So you have no regrets. I have no regrets. No, I have one regret, and my one regret is that I'm never going to get to be a grandparent, and I feel like I would rock that out. Because I don't, I don't want to hold babies, I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night, but the idea of having these little people around who are charming and entertaining um, go when I'm older is, is delightful for me. And I, I keep thinking, wouldn't it be great if Fletch dated someone before we met in college, and this fully formed adult like shows up at our door all, Dad, and he keeps telling me, yeah, that... That's not going to happen. It isn't going to happen, but that's my little, my little fantasy that I hold on to. <laughs> you know, like, the best part about being child-free is the freedom, honestly. And, and you know the worst part? Having to mow the lawn yourself. <laughs> never, having to, um, never having built-in indentured servants who can find their remote control for you. No, it's the people who can't keep their opinions to themselves and shut the hell up. Um, so that's, that's going to be in our next segment. So we're going to take a quick little break. And when we return with the binge portion of our show, we'll discuss some of the dumbest things people have said about being child-free by choice. Stay tuned. 
I, for one, am tired of being divided. We have individual DNA, multiple countries of origin, and sometimes radically opposing political views. But the one thing we all have in common, we all have skin. And whether your skin tone is dark or light, you deserve healthy, beautiful skin. And that's where Naturals by Gina B comes in. Our products are comprised of ingredients that you can actually pronounce. There are no parabens, no artificial fragrances, yet we have rich, emollient, decadent products that will contribute to beautiful, moisturized skin that will last for hours and actually get better over time. So to learn more about us, please visit us at naturalsbygenab.com. Your skin will love you for it. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars. And today we are talking about being child-free by choice. I'm here with my lovely co-host and cohort, Jen Lancaster. And uh, we're, we're back in the topic. Okay. Now, we have a list of statements here that we found on BigThink.com, written by Tariq Musa of South Africa. I'm, I'm obsessed now with South Africa now that we've been talking about it. Well, I thought Tariq Musa was the guy from Flip or Flop. I think that's a different guy. This, that's this, Tariq this, Musa. Oh, El, El Musa. El Musa. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, th- <laughs> this, is, this is a different guy. And okay. I, I'm going to read off some of these things that he's written about, and I want to hear how you'd respond, because he he talked about the things people say to those who have decided to be child-free. Okay. Okay. Okay, here goes. You're being selfish. What's your Uh, response here? Yeah, well, I think that you're being more selfish if you bring a little asshole into the world that you're not raising properly and subjecting everyone else to. Okay, how about that kid? You'll change your mind when you meet the right man. So what you're saying is that a man is going to change my mind about fertility. How insulting is that? That's so insulting. That's, like, that's, I've had arguments about that statement. People who just, they, they do not think that you've thought things through about your own life and that a man has a power to change that. That's the wrong answer. That, that's, that, that one actually like, that makes me, me feel off. physically angry. How about this one? Your mom had you. Yeah, and I'm not even sure that was a great idea. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I think my mother's life would have been much happier if she didn't have any kids. How, how long were your parents together before they had you? Were you? Like four years. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't an oops baby. I mean, my mother planned me. I mean, she wanted to have a baby, but I still think that, because my dad's a musician, I, you know, honestly, I think that women who are married to musicians and entertainers, your life suffers dramatically when you procreate with them because that cuts you off from being able to go out with them and have fun. Ah. I think it's the beginning of the end of your relationship unless you can really like keep it on the rails. I think. But it your makes parents it kept it together. They did keep it together, but that doesn't mean that like my mother they were exceptional, didn't though. sacrifice and and like I think that she would have rather have been out many a night, but <laughs> she had to deal with me. Yeah. So you know, I almost wish for her that she. You know, I would love to have seen her life if she hadn't had kids because. Um, That's and she only an had one perspective. child. I mean, I'm, I'm taking myself and my ego completely out of it. Like some people say, well, how can you say that? Because then you wouldn't be born. Well, maybe there would be some derivation of me born to some other family, whatever. But this is about her now. And I think that her life might have been more interesting if she hadn't had me. Hmm. Yeah. That is, that is a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. Oh, how about you're a crazy cat lady in training? Yeah, people say that to me. They're not wrong. <laughs> we're also think, crazy dog lady. I think we've established the fact that we're not wrong. The fact that I consulted with orthopedic surgeons about about you know various pets. I mean, I have had pets who have had hydrotherapists, who have had surgeons, who have had oncologists, who have had nephrologists. They make all of these for dogs. They make whatever 
There are for people, for dogs and cats, as long as you have a checkbook. Yeah, if you can pay the, you know, same thing. All right, how about, how about TikTok, TikTok? Okay, you know what? Ironically enough, that one doesn't bother me as much anymore. I don't like so much that people aren't saying this to me now, because that means they took, take a look at me and they're all, well, that factory is clearly going out of business. It's the same kind of feeling that I get when I'm not carted at the grocery store. Like I'm offended, but then I'm also not offended. Like I, I don't want people to look at me and be like, no, no, those, those eggs are, those eggs are so old and expired and rotten and sulfurous. I like, that makes me kind I, of sad. I mean, no way in hell you're having a baby. Exactly. Right. Now, exactly. new question. Uh-huh. Now, what would you say to some of the myths about being child-free? I found this on resolve.org, which is actually from the National Infertility Association. So a lot of people are struggling with the idea of being child-free. But first myth, remaining child-free means remaining just as miserable as we are right now. Well, considering I don't consider myself miserable, then I'm good with that. Every time I wake up at 10.30 in the morning, I think I am very happy to be me. Every time my entire paycheck can be allocated the way I want it to be, of course, obviously, I'm an adult, so therefore I have expenses, but I don't have those expenses. Right. You know what? I'm not ever going to pay anybody's college tuition. When I started at Purdue, and this was a million years ago, my tuition was $500 a semester. Now it's like $14,000 a semester. I had somebody do the math because that is... That is obviously very scary to me, but that's like an 8,000% increase. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, again, little miss SAT score, no comma. I couldn't ever get into Purdue today, but I just, I can't imagine investing all of that money into a being that might get his or her degree and then be like, I think I just want to bartend. Right. No, you don't, you little shit. You're going to yeah. go work for Goldman Sachs. Exactly. And you're going to give me all that money back. Okay. Here's another <laughs> myth. A child-free life is an empty life. No way, because... I, I think that a childhood life is a full life. It depends. You know what? You this have depends, the most full life ever. But it depends on who you are, right? If you are a person who embraces life and, and wants to have experiences and goes out and does all that for yourself, then a child-free life is just perfectly fine. But if you are a person who wants to live vicariously through raising another person, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do, they enjoy going back through childhood, teenage years, etc. And I personally wouldn't relive that shit to save my life. Like, that would never be anything I'd want to do. But some people enjoy it. So if, if I you can are. total recall wipe, like, seventh and eighth grade from my memory, I would. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure I would have a nerd. I would, I'm sure I would have, like, some socially awkward kid who didn't do it right. And then I would try to help them. And then we'd both be doing it wrong. And then I'd be bullied by the mean girls on the bus all over again. I, no, thank you. Okay, here's another myth. If I remain child-free, I'll feel emotionally wounded every time I see a child. Now, again, this was from a uh-huh. site about infertility, so they're coming at it. Maybe. Yeah, there are people. No, I, and I've, I've had friends that have had fertility issues that they are. Every time they see a baby, they, like, lose it. And I feel for them because there's nothing worse than really wanting something so badly and your body betrays you and you're unable right. to do it. So I have a lot of sympathy for it. But you know when I feel emotionally wounded is when I'm on a plane with a baby <laughs> that cries the entire time. That wounds me. I, I, it shakes I me to the core. I feel bad every time I see someone get on a plane with a baby because I know the look on my face. Like, I, I, and really? 
it's they have to get places. They have to get places. They it's they have that right. They pay just as much for their seat as I did, probably mm-hmm. more because I'm really good about finding good airfare. And the last thing they want is a baby who's going to disturb someone. So I do feel for them, but that doesn't mean I'm not like flight attendant, flight attendant. That child is making noise. The second they you know, they do anything. Well, some people are considerate and some people just aren't. I had a woman who, her husband was sitting behind us. I was sitting on the aisle seat. She had a baby. She had a toddler and baby. She let them watch the iPad without headphones. So I'm listening to whatever the fuck they were. Then they must die. And then she passed the child over the seat to her husband behind her. And I'm just like, excuse me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she just looked at me like she was completely entitled to do well, all these things. So I think whether that, you have kids or, or not, people can be jerks. They can. I'm, you know. They can be. If, if you're a jerk without children, you're certainly a jerk with them. Right. That's how I feel. Okay. Anyway. Now, how about this one? If we remain child-free, we'll be sorry later. Um, well... Yeah, I'm going to be 50 this year. I'm, I'm not sorry now. I'm fine. I, you know, I think that the only people... The, the thing that people are trying to guard against is having someone... They want someone to take care of them in their old age. Right. So they're trying to guard against being lonely in their old age. But I just feel like all that money that you save, you just throw money at that problem. See, I... Like, we have plans, and we'll actually get into our plans yeah. about that later, but there are some really, really cool senior establishments. They're all getting STDs because they're swinging. They're getting they, in. They are, they are drunk at 4 p.m. They are going to the pool... And it's mostly women, so the men that are still surviving, it's the best life they could ever possibly have. They totally it's, have a harem. Yeah, it's like the Sig Ep house, only 55 years later. Exactly. It's amazing for them. They're playing a finesse game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're they're wearing their pants with their big belts pulled up to their nipples. See, I can say that when it's men. <laughs> the nipples so that's not tucked into the Right. Nipples. I think that's a good life. I it think a that's good a good life. And I, I think... That if I had kids, they would probably just be spoiled and selfish, and I wouldn't hear from them anyway. Right. You know? Probably. Now, my college roommate's daughter, we talked about Joanna and Uh her daughter, she went off to Purdue last year, and I got to have all the fun of being a parent with a a college-age kid without having to write these checks. Like, I would see her her Instagram pictures of her going to barn dances and I noticed that all of her sorority sisters had actual cowboy boots and and my friend's daughter didn't because it's not anything she would ever think to buy mm-hmm. or would ever want. And my friend Joanna, who is just very sensible, you know, does everything her daughter needs, but isn't gonna just indulge her like, oh, you need boots so you can look good at this party. That's not something Joanna would do. So I made sure to send the kid boots and I wrote in the little note that I attached, like, you look like an asshole at your barn dance without these. That was fun for me. I got to go down there on mom's weekend, uh-huh. even though a lot of her sorority sisters had the assumption that we were her two mommies, ah. which we thought was funny. And we looked at each other and we're like, we could do worse. We could do worse than you and I. <laughs> um, so we got to go to these fraternity parties with all the other moms. And if you want to see a group of moms rush the stage in their high-waist jeans, play Stacy's Mom Has Got It Going On. Oh. Jesus Christ. You'll thank me. Oh, God. I don't know that I can. I just, you know what? I, um, you know, I love going to my godchildren's graduations, and they usually want to ride home with me because I have a better car. Right. Um, and it's it's fun to do all of that. You know, one of them will call and tell me, should I have a hangover? I'm like, that's Aww. awesome. Um, but yeah, I like to do all that stuff, but then I, I get the benefit of going home, which is what, now, the sad thing is my, my goddaughter understands this, and so now she wants to be just like me, 
because she's like, I want to be like you, Auntie Gina. Oh, you, that's the best compliment you, you can get. Kids. And she's just like, I'm never doing that because she's got two younger brothers, so she doesn't really have the desire to have any kids. So we'll see if that changes. I don't know if that'll change or not. She's so young. I forget. But, one of my friend's kids, I, I forget which one it was. It was a younger kid. They came to our place, and the kid looked around and was like, when you die, can I have your stuff? I'm like, oh, I remember. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what am to. I going to do with it? I'm going to be dead. Exactly. You know? But you know what? I've seen recently um, a lot of articles about how to defend your choice of being child free. It's crazy that we have to defend this. It, it, this, this makes me nuts. I think all of this could be shut down with a simple fuck you, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> this, is what then I usually this podcast say. would be over. <laughs> yeah. So. It makes me angry because these are grown-ass adults who have no concept of being polite. Like, I feel like they're, tr- they're, they're part of this, like, terrible multi-level marketing pyramid, and they're just trying to talk us into being parents because they're so unhappy that they want to, like, spread some of the unhappiness. Well, you know, they do say that misery loves company, right? But you know it's bad when WikiHow has to post the ways to defend your choice. I mean, that's awful. I went there last week to figure out how to hard boil an egg because I'd been doing it wrong. And then I tried to do the, the thing where you bake them in the oven in a muffin pan and that just sort of burns them and that oh. didn't work. So I, WikiHow helped me figure out the best way to, um, to hard boil an egg. So we have just been, we've been like knee deep in egg salad, but the trick is an ice bath. <laughs> Anyway, That's good what, what are some of the ways they suggest that we defend our choices? Which is, again, crazy. Why am I defending anything, right? So they suggest you give reasons where you highlight your lifestyle. <laughs> you know, it feels like every other week I talk to you for some, from some airport, so your lifestyle, it seems kind of good to me. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, and, and not only that, but like my work schedule and my travel schedule, there'd be no way that I could drag a kid along to that. Um, they just... Nor would I want to. That would just put too much... Right. Yeah, it would just hamper the fun. But another suggestion is to focus on your relationships and make sure your partner's backing you up. Right. Now, you with Lee, and has there ever been where someone has given you shit and he's been like, no, I really wish she would have kids? No. There's never been that situation where, I, yeah, he just laughs. Like, yeah. he gets, he gets to the benefit of laughing at all these questions. When are you guys getting married? When are you having kids? I mean, he just, like, cracks up. So. No, uh, people get on you about getting married because we just want to go to your wedding. It, we <laughs> give zero fucks about your marital status. We just want to go to your really good party because there'd be great cake, there'd be great music, there'd be great dancing, and there'd be beautiful people. Well, you know what? Lee loves to give parties. So, and you know, it's that, you know, you were at his birthday party yeah, that, a couple years ago. Amazing. Um, so I and there were all of those things. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. It does not have to be a wedding to, to have all that. And then I would be far less stressed out at whatever yeah. party. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so now what happens when, so you guys are on the same page. What happens when people who aren't on the same page with their partner? Like, according to Dr. Laura, who I know you love, I um, if one partner doesn't want kids, that supersedes the choice of the one who does. Well, yeah, it does. And this is an interesting. When I was dating a lot, um, I, would, I was the queen of the one-and-done dates. Mm-hmm. Largely because, and I don't know why this is, because I had girlfriends who were dying to get married and have kids, and I was not dying to do either one. And they would have problems finding men that either couldn't even voice the M word or talk about kids. Yet I was going on dates with dudes where the first date they were talking about how they can't wait to have six. And so I'm just like, okay, you and I can't go out anymore. 
Because what's going to happen is maybe we'll like each other. Maybe our relationship will continue. And then one of us is not going to win. And let me tell you who that's going to be. So <laughs> in order to keep you on your path of doing what it is you want to do, we should just be friends. That so makes sense. I just, I used to just nip that in the bud because I just don't want to be, I don't want to stop anyone else's progress. Right. If they want to procreate, they have every right to do so. Right. It also, another topic we we'll I don't want to discuss. see it, I, yeah, but I exactly. think that goes without saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I literally don't want to see it. No. Because it goes, I'm modest. I, I don't want to see that either. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I also don't want to take part in it, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so that's the, you know, that's the deal. Okay, what do you think of the couples who have kids thinking that these children are going to fix what's wrong with their relationship? Oh, my God, that never, I don't know why women think that works. That never, ever, ever ever in the history of life has worked. If nothing else, that triangulates the problem because now you've brought a third person into the mix and nothing will make you see your flaws more than when you, or see the other person's flaws more than when you have to co-parent with them and you don't really like them that much to begin with. It's stupid. And then you really have no escape hatch. Exactly. And then the escape hatch you have is super expensive. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. Okay. The third way WikiHow suggests you get people to back the F off is talking about the environment. Now, this is another one of those things that surprise makes me crazy. Um, the, <laughs> the opening shot that I read from this, um, from this episode is, comes from me watching Tiny House Hunters. <sighs> And I understand the people who get these tiny houses because they want to save the environment, but these are also people who have like five kids. Not having kids saves 9,000 tons of carbon. And these people are like, oh, I'm in a tiny house. But you have six kids. Don't, don't get on me for driving an SUV. Yeah. I don't even drive it that much. <laughs> I like when you park in the um, alternative lanes. That's fun. See, I'm afraid someone is just going to go stick like, Greenpeace stickers on my car or something if I were to ever do that, but I'd be tempted. I did it by accident a few times. <laughs> I think it's funny. I'm, and then, you know, my, my, my justification is, well, it's premium. That's alternative. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the point. Their last point is just to be honest and say you don't feel like um, having kids for, for whatever reason. doesn't like, matter. Like if you want to concentrate on your career. Exactly. No, I, I cannot imagine how women juggle these big careers with having kids. And I know millions of people do it successfully, but how? I, I, how? I hate the idea that these poor women are always feeling torn between, like, I should be working, I should be with the kids. I think that that's just hard. It has to be. I don't know how you can be productive, to be honest with you, when you know that you've got five people at home or how many ever it is that are depending on you for various things. Um, I mean, I think we got to give a shout out to the working moms who oh, make sure. it work oh, because yeah. you and I both know we couldn't do that. No. And they, they do it. They I can do barely it. keep myself straight. And they, they get the pies to the kids' bake sales and they get cupcakes and they make sure they're gluten-free. I don't know how. As long as they don't have nervous breakdowns at the end of it. But I, I know right. a lot of people, well, not a lot, uh, most of, actually really a good percentage of my friends don't have children like me, but, um, and you. Yeah, what's your, um, what's your friend breakdown with kids? I'm about half and half. I'm probably about half and half too. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm close to half and half. The people, what, what happens though, and the reason why I may have a skewed view on this is that the people, my friends that have kids, I just don't talk to them as much. This, this is, this is a thing for me. Like if I 
talk to you on a Saturday night. Hey, do you want to go to spin class tomorrow and get brunch? Yes. With my friends who have kids, even the ones whose kids are, are like in high school, you have to schedule that stuff six weeks out. Absolutely. And it's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to want to do in six weeks. I know that I want to go spin and have brunch tomorrow. Right, exactly. And they, there's, it's it's so much of a juggle for them. It's not their fault. I mean, they, they have they, kids. It's, no, they, they don't know? want that necessarily either. No, but they, they can't be spontaneous with me usually. And, right. you know, there are friends that I just haven't seen in months and I may talk to them regularly, right. but so the people that are in my, my feed every day are mm-hmm. the child-free people like me more so than right. the ones with kids. That, so. That's who's on my radar. Yeah. You know, honestly. Exactly. Um, okay. So uh, I think now would be a good time to take a quick break and come back with our last call segment where we're going to talk about an article in the Huffington Post about appeals to moms from women without children. Stay tuned. <laughs> So, you still here? Haven't visited us yet, right? Okay, well, you have time, and I'm going to provide you with an incentive. If you want healthy, beautiful skin, just visit us at naturalsbygenab.com and use the promo code STORIES for 15% off of your first order. Once again, your skin will love you for it. See you there. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and me, Jen Lancaster. We've reached our last call segment of the show. Now, in prepping for this episode, I googled some facts about being child-free by choice. According to consumer trend expert Faith Popcorn, which is just the best. I love her. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. You know her. Yeah, I know who she is. I've read her books before. She's awesome. I love her name. Yeah, I I am. I am just I am pro whatever she says because I like her name. Did you know that 71 percent of females today are attaining higher education, according to what she's seen? So does this mean that more and more women are actually saying no to motherhood? Yes. That's the correlation. Okay. Yes. And Popcorn says that child free women are poised to become the new upper class. They are wealthier and they are better educated than their counterparts with kids. We're going to get hate mail for that. That's okay, I, but it's, it's I can't help but it's true. That's what it says. So maybe that's the best response when pushy people start in on why we don't have any kids. That is a good response. You know, I just ran across another article because I'm you know looking this up. Um, it was in the Huffington Post by um, Helene Tragostelian. I think she is how you say French. Helene Tragostelian. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you said it better than me. Um, <laughs> about she wrote about the seven appeals that child-free women wish to make to moms, to people who are moms. Her first appeal is don't ask me why or assume that you know why. I would agree with that because that can be very painful. There are a lot of people that just have missed the boat on having kids for right. one reason or another. Either they did not want to be a single mom and they didn't find the right guy or they just weren't able to from a fertility standpoint. So that is that is a great piece of advice. I, just, I don't understand. Why do people feel like they can ask this? People feel like they can ask any damn thing they want. Uh, people are really, by, lo- by and large, kind of rude with the questions they ask. They're very intrusive. So. I think I don't see a lot of people, so I don't get a lot of stuff. <laughs> I get it all the time. People always ask some stupid question, and I'm always looking at them with the side eyes. It's like, really? Did you just really ask that? So, right. um, But anyway, so our second piece of advice is don't pity me. <laughs> oh, 
word to that. Before we sold our convertible last year, I remember being at the grocery store. I just had top down, and it's you know it's like forest. You can just leave your your top down. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's is that kind of place. And this guy in this like you know like older minivan opened the door, and all these kids tumble out, and all across the black the, the the back windows are just like plastered with the names of all the tuitions he's paying. And the guy is like looking at my car with just. Like naked lust, like looking at his minivan, looking at my car, looking at his minivan, looking at my car, and he's like, "That's a beautiful machine," and I said, "Thank you," and all I could think to respond is like, "Well, I don't have kids, I, I, I don't, I don't have kids, I don't have to pay for things." And there was for a while, I thought it would be really funny to get a license plate that said "No kids" on it, but I thought that's a good way to get my car keyed every uh, single day. Yeah, that would be because that's that's rubbing it in. It is rubbing it in, and you know, and you know what there. <laughs> I, I, I maintain that there are a faction of people who probably regret that they had kids, but it's not really politically correct to oh, say it. Oh, they're never going to say it. They're never going to say that. They're never going to say, yeah, I should never have done oh, this shit. Did you, I think it was the second season of House of Cards where some woman turns to Claire um, and said, do you ever regret not having children? And Claire just looks at her and goes, do you ever regret having children? I was I screaming. I loved that line. I remember that. That just sent chills down my, because that's, I'm yes. like, I love Claire. Yes. If I didn't love her before, I loved her for that. Right, right. Yeah, that was great. So the third suggestion is don't judge me. Now, that one for me might be hard because I <laughs> judge everyone, even though I myself am not perfect. I would judge myself very harshly. I would give myself a lot of side eye. Fortunately, I don't have to do that. And I think you and I both have some trouble keeping our opinions to ourselves, but we don't share it with whom we're judging. We do it behind their backs, like Absolutely. a couple of goddamn adults. Exactly. You know, I don't yeah. want to get slapped. No, no. <laughs> so the fourth suggestion, which we both said, is don't assume I don't like kids. I do like you them. You like kids I, way more than I do. I mean, though. I'm always having like people over, like bring your kids and 4th of July, because I always have the families over. You guys are like, we'll be there later. Yeah. We'll be there once this yeah, nonsense clears out. I don't want to get by all of your friends' damn kids at the pool. Like, I like a serene adult pool day. I understand Which is devoid that. of, hey, let me hit you in the head with a pool noodle or, you know, whatever, all that other well, stuff Well, I make the mistake once of showing the kids that I can use a float to make the pool into a wave pool. It all has to do with ballast and, and, and not being thin. Um, but I can make, I can make like typhoons of waves and it's really hard and it takes a lot of effort. And every time my friends, kids come over, I have to make the wave pool and we lose thousands of gallons of, of water. But, um, so I like kids. I like them. I like them in a controlled situation. When... I'm not so pleased with them is at a nice restaurant late in the evening. And I also feel, right. we mentioned this earlier, I feel I I am mad at myself for giving people the side eye when they come on the plane with their babies or their little kids. When I really hate kids is when my ass is back in coach and I see them in first class. It's wasted on them. Oh, it is wasted on them. Because what? Yeah, exactly. I would pay more. For a child-free section. I think parents would pay more for a child-free section. They probably... You know? Because you know what? It makes all the sense in the world. Because parents, for some reason, they, they, they develop an immunity to all of that annoying noise. Right. Like, you I am to. a noise person. If there's a noise back in, like... That's why we don't eat our young. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's biology. It is biology. Parents become immune to it because otherwise they kill them. I hear everything and it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. So put the parents where they're, all the kids are together... And no one hears anybody's kid noise and everybody's happy. Like a kid corral. It could be a kid corral. You can make it fun by using a K and a K. It makes sense. I mean, so, you know, but there are plenty of people that don't like other people's kids. Right. There are plenty of people that say, I like my kid. I don't like anybody else's. So they won't really go for that either. 
Yeah, you're probably right. You know, no. So I've talked to you about my friend Jenny before. She's the one who's married to Jason oh, Biggs. Oh, yeah, you said she's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. She is. She was telling me like right after she had her her first baby, she went out to lunch with her husband and, and the new baby, and she was always so used to going out to lunch with her dogs. And when she went in with the baby, they're like, "Well, wherever would you like to sit?" And she thought that they would just automatically relegate her to the patio, like they always did with her dogs. And she's like, "How can you just bring a baby in anywhere?" We're not forced to sit outside, and she thought that that was sort of fascinating. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's funny because people, I think that with the advent of, of, of more single motherhood, mm-hmm. there are a lot of babies in places where they shouldn't be because the mothers want to have fun. Yeah. So now you see that, now you see people, you have to ban kids from bars now. And like I said in another episode, because laws are set by what the dumbest person's going to do, right? right? When somebody thinks it's a good idea to put a car seat on a bar while you're having a <laughs> cocktail, now you've got to ban that because that's stupid, right? And, and not only that, but everyone around you doesn't want to deal with your baby screaming while they're trying to you know, get it in, right? Like, See, that's the one thing I will say for Indiana, that if you are not 21, even if you're in like a restaurant bar, your kids cannot be in there. So there's no babies in bars in Indiana. And that works a, for me. Which is probably why they had to make a law. They, because people, I think people feel like there should be no boundaries for their children, and I feel that there should be significant boundaries for their children, if for no other reason than, I don't want your kid off in my conversation either. Right. Like, kids repeat stuff, and I don't necessarily need people without filters repeating things that I, I mean, it's just, it's not. You have yourself for that. I do have myself <laughs> for that. If I want someone without a filter, damn it, I'll just look in the mirror. No, but I mean, but seriously though, I think it's, it's, it's unfair for other people and people say, I should be able to bring my kid anywhere I want to bring them. It's like, well, you know, maybe, but it's just not always considerate. And not only that, but the kid's not having fun. Or like the people who, who bring their, their two-year-olds to a rated R movie at 11 o'clock at night. Oh my God. That's why I go to VIP movies. That uh, is the reason. There is a movie theater. I always try to go to the VIP section any chance I get because there can be no children under 18 in there because nice. they're serving, really 21, they're serving cocktails. So you cut out all the riffraff and you pay more for it. But you know what? I'm usually happier in those movies because, you know, someone doesn't have to take their screaming kid out. And the parents are having fun anyway because the minute that kid screams, if they right. have any sense, they will take right. the child out. So right. now they've missed 15 minutes in the movie because and that, little that, Murgatroyd's having a tantrum. Right, right. That's, that's probably crucial. I'm always, I'm always like suspect of parents who are like, oh, I can't get a babysitter. I can't get a babysitter. Number one, babysitters get like 20, 25 bucks an hour now, at least up in the suburbs. I'm like, what? I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe you should like, babysit. I, I'm jealous of all the <laughs> wrong people in my town. Like our garbage men make just a little under a hundred thousand dollars. Number one, they drive golf carts. Number two, they have access to the best garbage first. And number three, there is no number three. Like that seems like a really good job. It's also all these like frat guys who are taking their gap year. Like this would have, my God, to have had that job at 22, which yeah. is way more money than I've made for a lot of time in my career. Well, people aren't inconsiderate, inconsiderate with garbage up where you live either. Like right. in the city, I would not want that job. No. In the city, but in the suburbs, they're very polite about their garbage. Well, they're polite, but if you do it wrong, then they'll leave you a note. Like, yeah. I just got scalded by, scalded, scalded by the garbage man. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so, so we'll talk about that in another episode. Okay, <laughs> so let's close it out. The fifth piece sure. of advice is to not exclude me unless unless you're going to Chuck E. Cheese, in which case feel free not to give me a call. I, I am 100% on board with that. And I think her sixth and seventh piece of, pieces of advice, are they're sort of interchangeable. They're kind of the same. Don't call me childless and don't be rude. I mean, I think yeah. we can all boil this down to just don't be rude. 
yeah, we can boil it down. We're on the same page. You do whatever you want, but don't impose your choices on me. And I, I'm sure that's how they feel about us. That's my mantra. Yeah. That's my mantra in life. I think the one thing that scares everyone like, like you and like me is what do we do when we get old? But we have a plan. Gina, tell everybody about our plans. Our plan is we're going to build a big compound where we each have the equivalent of a whole home to ourselves, but someone can come in and, and take care of us so that when we're old, we get to just hang out together. We get caretakers. But we're not going to be swinging. Subjective. I want to make that real clear okay. right now. Yeah, we're not swinging, <laughs> okay? Um, even though, you know, it'd be nice to have the energy to be able to, sure. just but just not exercise the right, okay? Um, but that way we're not relegated to like some sort of senior home where they might mistreat. Oh, yeah. they make you sad. They smell like urine. It's not any place I ever want to end up. So, I mean, we have some money to throw at this problem. So we, we can do it. <laughs> anyway, so I think that about wraps it up for us. This has been Stories We'd Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. And thank you, Lee, for mastering the mix. And thank you to our sponsor, Naturals by Gina B. Which is now on Amazon.com. It is. It's, it's newly up on Amazon.com. I have two body bombs up. So if you want to go find it, um, Naturals by Gina B, either the Kiss My Ash body balm or the Skin I'm In body balm are up there for sale. So, uh, And if you want to know more about Jen, please visit her at jenlancaster.com. And you can keep up with me at imginab.com. If you want to ask any questions or suggest topics or just complain or whatever it is you want to do, um, our email We'll get address, right back to you if we'll you complain. Get, yeah. <laughs> I always say that if you, if, you like, if you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, don't say a motherfucking word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you can email us at storiesweedtellinbars at gmail.com. Now... On next week's podcast, we are going to cover a topic that's very close to both our hearts, and that is health, fitness, and diet. So we'll have a lot to say about that. Thank you for listening. And again, if you have suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover in future podcasts, drop us a line. And now, you don't have to go home. But you got to get the hell out of here. (laughs) 